0: Hello and welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy. I'm executive prime at Knobcat Games and this podcast is our audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about the progress of our game which is Dungeons of the Obelisk a 2D turn-based dungeon crawling, loot grinding adventure and I am joined today by our digital alchemist TJ Adesernia. Hello. And uh little bit about the podcast if people are listening as soon as this comes out they might have noticed we haven't been here for a month on the last episode where me and Nico were talking at the end we kind of said we wanted to uh take a break on the podcast because we were a- always talking about stuff that was like you know we were working on but the people couldn't actually see yet You know, so unless they went to my YouTube or caught me streaming or something like you really couldn't see the game. Um, It was more of like a development log kind of chronicling our progress as we worked on the game, which is still kind of what it is. But now we have like some big news this this podcast i'm also splitting the podcast up I, i've done it on bandcamp but i can't really do it on the other ones but this is officially the start of season 5 so this would be a good jumping on place for for new listeners because this is going to be the first podcast where we actually have our coming soon page public So there's actually Dungeons of the Obelisk stuff on Steam that people can go and look at right now, which is pretty exciting. We also have our official release, planned release date of March 28th, 2024. So it's coming up really fast. Uh, Steam actually says it's seven weeks right now, so a little under two months which is kinda nuts. I can't believe we've been like developing this for like two and
1: a half years and it's finally up on Steam. Yeah, it's like this whole time you know, working on it over time and I keep seeing the tasks and the other things you gotta do, fill it in, get it green, and then it just keeps piling up with more things to do, but it's actually getting real close to having absolutely nothing that we have to add into it. Finally at a point where it's like the game is just about to release. Right now...
0: I think, like, every feature is in the game. The only thing that we're working on is, like, a little bit of polish, a couple bugs. Um, is there still, like, server issues that we're having? Like, where it's not letting you become a server element again when you return from a dungeon?
1: Uh, that issue was actually cleared up. I I kind of struggled trying to figure out what was going on with it, but I guess the the server was trying to do more than it's supposed to. It tries to, uh, it tries to load things that are only a player should be allowed to do so i kind of added like more i guess locks on it prevented from being able to do anything that a player would typically do that's good
0: i'm glad that one's fixed up because that was like our biggest uh feature that wasn't working the other one was uh are your companions you couldn't see them in town so i'm hoping that one's fixed too and then i think we're pretty much feature complete
1: yeah more or less anybody who loads up the uh the playtest will basically have everything working outside of the potential bugs that might just be lingering around
0: yeah hopefully hopefully it doesn't just shatter when we get like 20 people online or something (laughs) i know right (laughs) but uh you know barring that everything is pretty much ready um i guess we should talk about the test realm a little bit for people in our discord they kind of got the notification first when it went live so hopefully they all jumped in and and signed up steam calls it the play test i think it's kind of like officially like a beta test but i've been calling it the test realm because like everything's there it's it's going to be the full game minus you can't spend money in it so you can get like all the items and stuff for free like in the shops and stuff but uh, other than that, like, it's the complete game ready for people to try to crunch bugs and, and help us out. So that's the test realm. And then um, there's no way to, like, determine which user gets into the play test. So we kind of just have to, like, allow a certain number of people. And Steam kind of picks them randomly from from the group that has signed up to be allowed in.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see how that works, because I can't directly choose who joins, unfortunately, but I guess we'll just, like, throw numbers and then hope for the best on who ends up getting to test it.
0: Yeah, right now, I mean, I would think we would release the the original version, or the first version, I guess, and then let, like, some people in and just make sure it's going to, like, work with, you know... A couple people on it and then I don't see any reason why we couldn't just let most of the people that have signed up on like I, I it needs to work under you know big numbers hopefully yeah you want to just maybe let everybody
1: on and see what happens yeah it's one of those things where it's like we could just throw it to everybody and see what happens and we or we could kind of trickle it in because I mean either way it's got to be tested and we got to see what happens
0: all right because when we hit the launch on on the official release That's not gonna have any way to trickle it in. No,
1: not at all. It'll be like everything immediately and then just hope for the best. Hopefully a hundred thousand people just start playing immediately. I am curious to see how well things can be handled because we do have like the built-in limitations of how the server and the chat works. Like a server can only hold a hundred people. A server only has two cores, which is the lowest possible. Chat only allows for 20 CCU at default. Like, these are the kinds of things that we kind of got to see. Are these enough to test? Before we launch the official game, yeah, with testing, I think we'll be okay
0: with the 20 and we'll see what happens. But before we launch the official game, we're going to have to upgrade the chat and stuff. Like, we're going to have to go, like, at least the first paid tier for that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that definitely has to be upgraded. As far as like servers and stuff for the game, those scale, right? So when we fill one with 100 people, it fires up another one, right? Yep. So so it should just work. (laughs) Something I was wondering just about, you know, I guess for my own knowledge, somebody goes to a dungeon and then returns to town. Do they return to the original server they're on or do they like pick the closest one, basically?
1: Uh, How it's currently set up is that they will just pick what's available right which i think it kind of means like check the i guess check the oldest one if that's available load into it and then if not what's next and then if none of them are available make a new one
0: right perfect
1: because like my thought was like
0: say 100 people are on the the server's full and then player 101 jumps on they start a new server they go and do a dungeon while they're doing that dungeon player 100 logs off so now there's only 99 people in that first server so whenever 101 returns from the dungeon they're going to be the 100th player now so they should go on the full server the almost full server instead of back onto the you know the empty one that they created so that way it keeps it from like having
1: an extra server that you don't need. Yeah, the system itself is uh it's pretty good at trying to keep the amount of servers to a minimum when possible. Yeah. Again the moment a server becomes empty, it'll just automatically remove itself from the system. That way it doesn't take up space. That's good. And the moment a player can go into a new server when they're supposed to, it'll just automatically load them into like the proper server, the one that has the one that has available spacing before throwing them into a new one.
0: Right. That's good. That should work then. I've seen games where they underestimate the amount of people that are going to be playing on launch day and like their servers crash. But that shouldn't happen to us because it should just scale infinitely. You know, if we get a million people, it should just open up
1: tons of servers, right? Uh, that depends on what we personally set. So every server that we have on standby mode takes up space and takes up hours and time and such. So we can set it up so that there's like, there's 10 standby servers, but each server has 100 players, so that there'd be a potential 1000. Or we could set it so that there's only one standby server, meaning only 100 players can be connected to a server. So it kinda just depends on how high we personally scale it, compared to how high the system allows us to scale yeah
0: so we'll have to look at wish list numbers and decide that i guess before we launch
1: yeah i get like a rough estimate
0: can you get in pretty quick and like add standby servers if we do find out that we need more
1: yeah yeah it's like a little number that just bounces up and down whenever we choose to increase
0: decrease right on yeah so like if we if it's launch day and we see they're full we can just add some more
1: a good thing about the uh overall design is that it is, in fact, designed to work without the servers running. There is enough built into the system where if the servers are offline, players can still technically run through the game and function. The only thing that would prevent them from playing is if they can't personally connect to PlayFab itself, because, I mean, they're kind of like two different entities, you got the PlayFab server and you got the PlayFab system. Without the PlayFab system, a player can't do anything. They can't load their data, they can't send their data over, but they can still play the game so long as that systems available. right
0: so they just they can play the game but they won't be able to see people in town yep so so really the town server is separate from like the inventory savings server basically yeah and
1: the chat still functions without the town which is an interesting one
0: yeah because it's a whole separate service <laughs> yeah so that seems pretty foolproof like I can't think of any uh, any other you know immediate issues I think we've thought through it all in the development pretty pretty steady so seems like we're ready we'll find out when we launch the the test realm i guess
1: yeah that'll be interesting which uh
0: at the time of recording today's february 2nd and it's a friday and you were thinking you would have a build tomorrow possibly
1: yeah from the looks of it everything's pretty settled on releasing it fully to the public tomorrow because I had to do, like, some tests to make sure that a player can actually play the game. Actually, I ran into a bug earlier where you just straight up couldn't make a character. You would click the button, and it just wouldn't exit out of the menu. Because <laughs> the um, I had accidentally changed the function that um, allows you to make the character. Back when I was making it so that you couldn't <laughs> make, like, an obscene name or anything, I gave it the wrong checking function on it.
0: Yeah, I just saw some. I need to, uh, in the Discord, make a... Uh public bug reporting channel because obviously we have our email which is support at not a cat.com so people can send bug reports there um they can also submit in game which goes to that email and then um they can hopefully uh if they're on the discord we can get on and that would probably be even be the best way for people to report bugs would be to jump on the discord and then we can like
1: kind of talk to them in real time yeah, i'm hoping that the uh the bugs are kept to a bit of a minimum, like on how many Ashley's created, but oh yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It
0: would be nice if we just had zero bugs. I mean, that would always be the best, but I feel like there's probably going to be some because there always is. Yeah, you can never truly escape them. They're always there somewhere. Do I need to make a known bugs list that we can kind of update that's public
1: for people to see? You know, that's, that's not a bad idea because I know a variety of games do that, but they'll make public like known bugs. That way they don't get a flood of reports of the same exact bug bug especially if it's kind of consistent
0: yeah yeah i think i'll do that i'll add that to the website um maybe we can put a little line of text in game like on the bug report screen
1: that says you can check there for known bugs keep people updated yeah that reminds me i was kind of thinking about this speaking of bugs the um the items that players are going to be rewarded for being beta testers is there any way for them to see it at the moment? <laughs> um, I think let me go to uh knobcat.com.
0: I think whenever I posted a glob date, the last glob date, you can actually see them, yeah. Yeah, so in the last glob date, they're public. Yeah, this is like the official versions. They're not animated, but they can see them.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, you know, it could be kinda cool if on the main menu, it showed the items just so that players know their reward after the beta.
0: Yeah, that would be cool to see in game. We'll definitely post about it more on the Discord too. Yeah, kind of show them off a bit. Yeah, I should have, I uh, should have added that in my post whenever the um put the, the coming soon page was live. I do quite like that hammer. That's on the uh, the beta weapons. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen them <laughs> animated actually, other than Nika's... Um, first draft, but she changed them after that, and I didn't actually see the the final versions of them, so hopefully they're good. <laughs> I assume they're good. Yeah, I think they're really good. Awesome. Yeah, because they bo- they all have the little bugs flying around them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I guess for the listener, there's uh, the Bug Hunter banner, which is a artifact that kind of is a flag or a banner, a pennant that comes off your back and has a bug on it and then the the bug crusher hammer is like uh it looks like it's part of a bug <laughs> it's like a big old antenna like
1: beetle looking hammer it's it's really neat and i was messing around with them i feel like the uh the size might be a little off oh really maybe it's just the fact that it's like a banner but the thing on your character's back is large enough where when you're in your uh, inventory looking at stuff it just blocks basically the entire left side of the uh, items it should be behind that the, those
0: the the ui should probably be
1: the front layer <laughs> yeah i gotta check what's up with that because so that's actually an interesting little issue that i've seen before with the system something about how the um, the animation is designed relative to the ui because the animation is something called a sprite renderer while ui is a a canvas image so since the um, animated object has to be a sprite renderer because that's how it was designed it wants to sit in front of the ui when it's made into a ui object i'm sure there's something to get it to not do that but that might be something where i have to like try to create like a little message board on the unity site to see if somebody's got some insight on that
0: yeah we'll definitely want to look into that because you can't have an item that just blocks your
1: can you still put the uh, items, like, in and out of your boxes? You can. Yeah, you can take them on and off. You can inspect them at everything. It's just visually the little squares are blocked. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's not as bad, I guess. Still, it probably should be addressed, but... Because, like, we're just going to get bigger and cooler items, so they definitely need to
1: be behind <laughs> that UI. Yeah. It's, like, it's one of those issues where, luckily, it doesn't affect us right now because the items are uh, for after the beta ends. Yeah. Definitely something to keep track of. You know, I'm curious to see if uh, someone in the beta is able to beat your record on beating the breach.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to have to start over, right, when the beta comes. Like,
1: are we are you wiping, like, accounts, or am I going to be uh, keep in mind? I probably should wipe them. It might make sense to kind of give, like, a reset.
0: I think you should, because we're going to have to reset them before the... Uh, real game goes live so this would be a good test if it works or not
1: yeah see if like see if anything breaks while doing it
0: yeah because you i have like several accounts so if you you need to like wipe mine when the beta goes live that way i have to start clean in the beta because like it should wipe basically everything except the person's account and maybe their character's name yeah okay
1: yeah Yeah, they should have the same login account, and then their name will be the same, so when they make a character, basically you're not really allowed to change your name. Okay. Because that should already be, like, settled, you had already chosen it beforehand.
0: Right. We can change people's names in the system though, right? Like, if somebody has something bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, names
1: can always be changed. Okay.
0: Eventually, I want to have a name change certificate that, that, where you can like pay some crystals and change your name in-game, but uh, not a priority
1: at the moment. No, nah, we're fine without that there currently. I was messing around with the... Um, there is a little thing that keeps people from trying to have the same name as one another. Yeah. Which is good. It seems to be working perfectly fine. That's good.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We talked about the test realm. We talked about the, the release date coming soon page. I feel like we've covered everything. I'm not sure. Can you think of anything else?
1: Outside of rambling about bugs that I've been dealing with. <laughs> not really. Oh, those, those aren't very
0: exciting. I don't know. I find the bugs interesting. I feel like they're like little puzzles or something.
1: Like that, uh, the astrolabes and the energy.
0: Oh yeah, that was a big one. Basically all the energy in the game like wasn't working. If you were offline for a little while, then your astrolabes would quit accumulating and your energy would quit, quit generating.
1: It's like one of those issues where you wouldn't really consider it's going to happen, but since all integers have a limit on how big they can be inside the system, If you were offline for too long, and it was trying to convert months, days, to hours, to minutes, the uh, number would just get so large that it inverts itself, it turns negative. Which I kind of put in like a a two-way solution. I kind of set it so that if enough time passes where it's guaranteed you've filled up the inventory of stuff, then it just skips certain steps. Along with the fact that like, if the number is being processed, just force it into an absolute value, which just makes it positive no matter what. Right. So regardless of how negative the number becomes, it should always be a positive number.
0: There's no chance of it like going negative because whenever it went negative, it was always like a huge amount negative. So there's not a chance of it going like a huge amount negative then being changed to positive and then giving you like a billion energy or something, is there?
1: It can still be a massive number that's a positive. The only thing though is that like, let's say it's positive a million or something. The energy limit is only 100. You're only allowed to have 100 energy, so it won't go above that number.
0: Right. Okay. That's good then. You can go over that number if you, like, crack a bunch of uh, zap energy drinks or something.
1: Yeah. And then by then, your uh, natural energy gain stops working.
0: Right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that one's fixed. I'm also a little scared. I haven't seen an item disappearing bug in a while, so hopefully those are all fixed, but I'm a little scared when people get on and and there's a ton of people and that starts happening. I really hope
1: not. Yeah, we'll have to see about that, because it shouldn't happen. If it does happen at this point, I think it's, um, it's an issue with the API calls, basically how many times the player is trying to contact the system to do stuff. Right, because like it's one thing to have a player who sends a bunch of calls just because of what they're doing, and that's kind of natural. It's another thing when you have, you know, a hundred, a 1, thousand, or however many players also doing those calls that might just stack onto the system too much. Yeah, should be able to handle it. I hope. I mean, a lot of games are more intensive than ours. You know. Yeah, and it's like if they, if they can manage it with less than or with more. Yeah, right on. Be fine. Yeah,
0: so. I guess we'll wrap this up. Next episode, players will actually have been in the game playtesting. So it should be an interesting episode with lots to talk about. Let's see. If you've made it to the end of this episode and you're not in our Discord, you need to go to knobcat.com. Check out all the stuff on the website, like my blog and everything, and then find the link to the Discord and uh, join us there. You can ask questions. We can talk about stuff. It's a, it's a good time. We also have our social media, which is Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. I'd also, I stream game testing and I guess I'll probably as soon as the beta goes live and I'm allowed into it, <laughs> I will be streaming probably, which is at twitch.tv StarRambler. Also, if you're listening to this podcast anywhere that you can leave a review like spotify or itunes five stars in a review would really help us out it it would let other people see the game or um let let us know that you're enjoying the podcast anything like that that would be that would be great and uh i think that's it we'll see you in two weeks bye see you